Good afternoon, podcast listeners. This is Friday's episode of Rebecca. And today is her legacy of prayer. And we're going to look at, um, do a, a little bit of a reflection. And let's see what the study has to say. First, we're going to start by reading Genesis 2460. And it says, Our sister may... You increase to the thousands upon thousands. May your offspring possess the gates of their enemies. The reflection uh, this week has been on Genesis 27. And we give praise to God because unlike Isaac, who had only one blessing to give his children, God has blessed uniquely designed for each of us. We give offer uh, a thanks unto him because that God doesn't wait until we are perfect to involve us in his plans. And let me just say amen and amen and amen and amen. If that was the case, we would never be able to see the plans because none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. The only perfect person was Jesus Christ who walked this earth. Okay. All right. So we confess any tendencies to try to control the future rather than trusting God to shape it according to his timetable. And so when we want to do things in our own strength, when we try to do stuff um, on our own, you know, a whole bunch of mess begins to happen. And I'm going to reflect back to that. I'm going to share something with you guys this morning. I mean, this afternoon. Um, And so we want to ask God to protect you from playing favorites with your own children and to trust that he has a generous plan for each one. So when we look at um, our children, the blessing of our children, how we live our lives with our, our children, we want to make sure that we do not play favorite with any one of them um, because God is in control of all things when it comes to our children. And remember this, God is the heavenly father. He is the creator of our children. He is the father and who blew the breath into the lungs of your children. He said, I have chosen this child for you. And he took this child and he gave this child to you and created it to be life within your room, womb. And therefore, um, he is the father of your child. Okay. And so be encouraged single mothers that are out there. All right, I'm going to speak to the single mothers right now. You know that you will always uh, be dear to my heart because I know what it is to be a single mom. I lived many years being a single mom. And just up until recently, you know, I, I just recently was married. But for many, many years, I was that single mom. All right. And as you can, uh, for those that are on uh, live, you can see my youngest one laying there on the couch as if he was, uh, he's about to be 21 next month, believe it or not. May 16th, he will be 21. And um, he's just uh, an amazing kid. But um, so uh, 
And so for many years, you know, um, it was me and my three kids. Um, and yeah, I had relationships in between that, but, um, you know, life wasn't easy. (laughs) Let me say that. And so saying to the single moms, um, this is what I want to say to you. God is the father of your child and he gave you your child as a gift from him. Therefore, know that you are not alone. You're not alone. Jesus is with you to comfort you, to guide you, to embrace you during all this time. And trust me when I tell you, trust me when I tell you that God truly cares and loves not only you, but he loves your children far more than you could ever fathom loving them. And I know for a lot of that's like, what? Are you kidding? I love my kids so much. And it's true. And, and I love them so much, but his love is so much more greater. And because his love is so much greater, because he loves us so much, um, he takes care of them. He watches over them. He protects them. And he protects them through our prayers, through um, the blessings, through the word of God. You know, take this, take the word and, and speak it into their lives. When you're praying, pray the word over them. You know, pray Psalms 191 over them. Pray the word over them. Pray, you know, there's so much in Psalms. There's so much. Um, you want wisdom for your child? Pray Proverbs over them. And let me tell you something. Um, when I was pregnant with my youngest, that's, um, lounging back there. Um, I, at that time, there was no iPods or, you know, any of that digital stuff, but what there was, was the cassette players. And in that time I would take the headphones and I would place them over my belly and I would take the, um, cassettes, the chapters, of Proverbs and I would play it and I would play it on my belly. So what he heard was Proverbs. That was the thing because I kept declaring that he was going to have wisdom. He was going to be smart. He was going to be intelligent. And, you know, um, I make sure that I had a lot of, uh, Omega three and all that good stuff, seafood, you know, stuff that he needed that all that fish stuff. Okay, so and so, yes, and he is a genius. Okay, he is a brilliant um, individual, very, very brilliant kid, smart and very well spoken. Um, But I say this because I want you to understand something, single mothers, single moms. God is not going to let you down and you have to trust him through every situation in your life. And I guarantee you that he will, he is with you and he will bring you through all the way through the end. You know, God hasn't left me. He's still with me. He hasn't forsaken me. He still embraces me. He still loves me. He still guides me. He is still with me. And he still gives me the wisdom because even though my son is grown and he's outside of the home already, he has his own place and he does his own thing. And, you know, he's living life, you know, um, God still gives me the wisdom on what words to speak in his life, how to speak in his life, what to do um, when he comes around, you know, 
and to embrace them with love and not with the, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? What are you involved in? You know, that's dangerous. You know, that stuff. And guess what? You know, when you're in your twenties, you, it's the, I know mom, I know mom, I know mom. They know everything, right? So because they know everything, you have to embrace them with your love and you have to trust and know that God is in control and he is with you through everything from the time when they're babies all the way through. You just got to pray this word over their lives, okay? Just keep praying it. If they're babies, play the word. Get, get you know, something where you're on the speaker and you're releasing, you know, an audio of the Bible, you know, between Psalms or Proverbs, that it's speaking, uh, playing in the room, softly in their room, so that they're hearing that while they're sleeping. If they're children, you know, um... If they're if you they're teenagers, do the same thing. You know, play God's word. Let their heavenly father let them know what their heavenly father sounds like. And I'm not talking about the sound in the audio sound. I'm talking about the word. Let the word be familiar to their spirit because they know who their father is. Okay, um, and so let them let them. Uh, be familiar with that because you have set the atmosphere that way and just continue to trust in in the Lord and lay your Isaac down. Let your child be laid down and, you know, and say, Lord God almighty, I know that you love him above all things. So you're going to trust him. And because you're going to trust him, you're going to leave your child there and say, it's your turn to take care of him. Amen. Um, thank you, Coralie Diaz, uh, Karina, that is, you know, we have to just continue just to trust the Lord. So, all right, now let's move on to some more of his words we need to look at. So when we look at Rebecca's legacy, her legacy was that the word that was spoken upon her that the offspring will possess the gates of their enemies. So despite what has happened on who deceived who and the favoritism and everything, there was a promise that was attached to her. There was a promise that God gave to Rebecca that what there would be and, and the promise between the two children that, that were being born. Okay. And, you know, so she, um, in her, in her time, you know, of what she was going through and how she was going through that, I know that God dealt with her and worked her through it. And we need to identify and understand that we don't have to wait to be perfect for God to fulfill his perfect plan with us. We do not need to be perfect. Okay. Um, and we, it's okay to stop and to say, God, can you help me? Can you show me? Can you renew my mind and remove these, you know, very controlling situations? And so let me pause in that. Okay. So we want to confess any tendencies to try to control the future rather than trusting God to shape it according to his timetable. So you want God to make the best of things in your life, 
then trust him wholeheartedly. Submit to him. If there's something going on in your children's lives or in your life, listen, take the time to fast about it. Fast and pray. Okay? Many times we find ourselves saying, oh, I go before the Lord. I went before the Lord. I prayed. I went before the Lord. I went before the Lord. But you didn't pause to hear the voice of God. Instead, you was like, I went before the Lord. I didn't hear anything. And this is what I'm going to do because you get impatient because you want an answer. We live in a society and in a times where everything's got to be fast, fast, fast. Time now, now, now. Fast food, you know, instantly. You want to know something? You Google it. Dun, 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 and boom, you find the answer. You know, so everything is fast. We want a fast responding of everything. Funny that that fast life is the actual slow killer to everything. Okay. And so when we are in this place and we are before the Lord, we need to hear the Lord speak and know what he's going to do. What is his plan? What is his uh, action plan? What is that he wants for us to do? All right. And how do we do that? We submit ourselves to him. How do we do that? We do that in our time of fasting and praying. When we submit our flesh to him, we are saying to our flesh, flesh die, die, flesh die. I am not going to feed you because I'm going to increase in God. I'm going to allow for the word of God to increase me, to bring me to the next level. I'm going to allow for the word to bring me alive, to bring me to the place where I am truly in the place of rising up in the more of him. Okay. So when we are in that place of fasting and praying, then that's when we say that we are truly submitting ourselves 100% before the Lord. Now, many of you have asked, you know, um, about fasting. You said, I want to know more about fasting. Can you teach about fasting and so forth? And I will be doing that. I'm actually in the mix of putting that together, um, a plan uh, and a teaching about fasting. Um, and, um, and so I will be coming out with doing, doing that to help you understand that. Um, one of the questions that was posed in our comments is, how do you fast, you know, um, when you're pregnant? Well, um, you know, you don't have to not give food. Fast is to refrain. So fast is to stop. It's, it's um, you are stopping what, what, um, you know, you're stopping something. So here's the thing. Say, for instance, you want to, you know, fast and you're, you are pregnant. Um, I don't encourage you to not feed your unborn child. Please don't get that wrong. But perhaps you want to fast from something that you find yourself constantly involved with. So perhaps maybe for you, um, Karina, might be something that you, you know, you love to paint. You love to paint. I know that that's your time, you know, that you like to, you know, uh, give, um, you know, you, you, you do that in a place where you're, uh, you put your worship music on. It's kind of your, your 
alone time, your focus time, you know, you see even your time, you know, with the Lord, but let it be where it, because it's something that fulfills you and in a psychological way, it fulfills your brain. It soothes you, right? It soothes the flesh. It's pleasurable to the flesh. Okay. Um, and it's a good thing, you know, that it's all in good ways, but maybe you want to take your painting and say, you know what, I'm not going to paint today, but I'm going to completely submit this time that I would be painting and I'm going to give it to the Lord in complete 100% of prayer. I'm going to dedicate myself right now to you, Lord, in praying. And I can't, I cannot deny food to my body because um, of our child, but because of, you know, I'm, I want to fast that way. You're going to stop something. So you're stopping something. You're, and then um, you're sacrificing something that you love. When we think about the word, the Daniel's fast, he fasted and he took out pleasurable things to the body. There was things that was pleasurable. I was recently on a fast this week, um, actually finishing the fast today. And it was anything that had to do. So in the Bible, God commanded for um, the, the, the Jews to, um, and the Gentiles in that time, um, to remove all of the, um, all of the Lebanon bread from the home. And Lebanon is like a yeast and yeast is an example of sin. A little bit in the dough spreads quickly and rises up. And because of that, um, that's how it, it's a good reflection on how sin is in our lives. A little bit of sin gets in our lives and it spreads quickly and, you know, it's hard um, to then remove. And so God commanded for Lebanon bread to be removed from the homes for seven days. Um, and to just to spend that time in reflecting in God and the goodness of him. So, um, uh, and, and remembering that Jesus Christ died on the cross. So, so Jesus Christ died and he arose and then God said, now remove the Lebanon from the home. And so that it was a for reflection that all sin was removed. And this is what Jesus Christ did. Jesus Christ died on the cross to remove the sin from our lives. And so I did a fast this week in simulation to that and just, you know, uh, reflecting on um, when we, that Jesus Christ died on the cross to take away the sins, my sins. And in doing so, you know, also that there is no sin in my home, in my life. And so I spend my time reflecting on that, uh, reflecting on him, increasing more on him and so forth. So I share that with you because... Um, when we take out the time to uh, submit our bodies and ourselves completely to him, then God answers prayers. Okay. Too many times, ladies, we go before God and we say we're praying and this is what it is. Wah, 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 wah. We're just ranting and raving and crying. Oh, oh God, and I need this. And oh, Lord, and I'm trying. And oh, okay, God, thank you, Lord. Whew, and you let it 
you released it. And really what you did was just completely vomit at the, um, at the feet of God. Like you, you didn't give any opportunity for God to speak. You just was ranting so much. And so you miss it and then you go back and you think that, you know, you need to do something on your own. And, and that is something that was in the reflection here of, you know, that we have a tendency to try to control future rather than trusting God. So instead of trusting God and listening for what his plan is, we stop and we do it on our own. And now here's something that I'm going to encourage you girls to do. Okay. So here's a story. Very interesting story. All right. Um, so in Judges, in Judges uh, 19 through 21, if you read all three chapters, you will find a story that is very interesting. And I encourage you to read it. And the bottom line of this whole story is that the Israelites um, were truly focusing on in on their own they went before god and they so because the word says that they went to bethel okay so they went to the house of god to ask for something but then they turned around and they went and they fought and they still did things in their own manners they did not wait upon god but when they fasted then they were blessed by god okay and god showed up on their behalf and and then, you know, there was, then there was even greater reward after that because they trusted God. And when they came to trust God and in trusting God, they, uh, when they fasted, when they completely submitted, submitted themselves, they wept before the Lord. They asked of him, they made an offering, they worshiped before him, they gave it all to him. Then they received wisdom for strategies. They had a compelling uh, compassion for the very people that they were fighting with because it's about a little bit about a war, how a war got started and you know what, what had occurred in there. Very interesting story. And so, um, and I encourage that you read it amplified, you know, uh, version is, is probably the better version than the King James version, because the King James version, you'll get caught up with a lot of the thus and the thou's or, you know, or whatever you, the Bible, ver- um, that you have version you have then you know, do so. But if you have a King James version Bible is what I'm saying that you might want to look it up in under the amplified Bible so that you can have a better understanding of it and not get caught up with the thus and the thou and all of those good stuff. Okay. But, um, so, you know, they did their own thing and once they submitted and they gave their, it all to the Lord and they prayed about this, they fasted and they prayed, they worshiped, they gave an offering, they got wisdom, they got love, and they were able to help the Benjamites who they were fighting with originally in the beginning of the story because of their wickedness. But you know, God shifted that all around. And then at the end of it, everybody was happy and it all worked out. But the moral of the story is that when you try to do things in your own strength, you jack it all up. You got to wait upon God. And that's the, what we're saying here that, you know, we need to make sure that we wait upon God in all that we do. All right. So here's a word, lift your heart. 
Take a few minutes this week to write a blessing card for each of your children. Use a simple index card or decorate the card with stickers and stencils or line drawings. If you don't have children of your own, you can do this for a niece or a nephew or or another special child in your life. And I'm going to say to the ladies, if your children are grown, like my children are grown, you know, or even much older, even if they're married, whatever it is, still take out the time to do this creative little thing for them. All right. And perhaps you might have to, you know, when you see them, um, you know, within the week, you give it to them. If they live further away, you want to mail it to them. Um, but don't tell them about it. Just, just simply do this for them and start by praying for each child, asking God's blessing on their lives. Then write out the blessing you sense God wants for them. Tuck the blessing cards under their pillows or place them next to their dinner plates and tell them that these are some of the ways you are asking God to bless them. Be sure to keep a copy of each card for yourself so you can make those blessings a subject of frequent prayer. Okay, so what you're doing is that you're writing something out writing a prayer you say i don't know i don't know what to do i don't how do i do that remember what i said in the beginning go to the word you want to go to the word go to psalms go to proverbs find something write it out you know find a word for you uh, maybe the promise that god has given you in these past couple of weeks might be something that you want to write out and speak um over them okay um you know, I speak Jeremiah twenty nine eleven over my children, all three of them, you know, for God knows the plans and the purpose that he has for them, plans for them to succeed and to prosper and not for harm or evil to come against them. And so I know that they will be well and that they will continue to be a blessing amongst many. Amen. So, um, I'm going to pray with you ladies. Um, this concludes our message for today and I just want to pray our um, closing prayer that our study has and then I'm going to continue to pray um, on from there all right so Lord you give us the power to bless our children through our example our teaching our love our prayers May our children surpass us in faith in all their struggles. May they sense your nearness and may they joy, their joy be renewed each morning. May each of them become the kind of person who attracts others to you. I pray this in Jesus' name. And Heavenly Father, we thank you for this week. We thank you for your word. We thank you for everything that you have given unto us in this week. We thank you for the blessings of our children. We thank you for the wisdom that you have given unto us. We thank you for the revelation of understanding your word and understanding our children to raise them up. Father, you say in your word, rise up, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he gets old, he will not depart in it. 
And so we stand in that word, Lord. Forgive us if in any time that we played favoritism with our children. But may we break that curse right now in the name of Jesus. And may we only train them up in your word and which way that you want them to go, Lord. So that when they get older, that they can pull from the word that is imparted into their lives, Lord. And so we just thank you, Father God, for your promises upon our children and upon our lives. We thank you that you are the maker of our promises and that you are the one who will fulfill our promises also. We thank you for your love and for your grace and for your mercy that endures forever and ever. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen. I bless you, ladies. Remember that today is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Make it a good one. Bye-bye now. I'll see you on Monday. And Monday is about Rachel. Bye-bye.